Hi, and welcome to Soul Powerful Parables, stories of rhyme, reason, and God's truth. I'm your host, Dana Buck. Thanks for listening. And if you like the story, please consider subscribing and give us a five-star rating where you enjoy your podcasts. It really helps us. We'd also love to hear from you, so contact us on Facebook at Soul Powerful Parables. Now, settle in, and let's have a story. Miss Evelyn's Joy, a So Powerful Parable by Dana Buck. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 5, verse 3. This parable beautifully illustrates that even when we are poor in things, we can be rich in joy. Miss Evelyn's Joy. A So Powerful Parable by Dana Buck. I'm off to work the food bank. Rings resoundingly with zeal. I should be home for dinner. Follows closely on its heels. A mother in her laundry room moves quickly from her chore, just in time to catch the latching of the closing door. Shaking her dismissing head, yet smiling all the same, she must They need a volunteer, and well, there goes my Jane. Jumping in her waiting car, Jane hurries down the street, cranking up her favorite tunes and nodding to the beat. The car, a gift from mom and dad, she loves it heart and soul. Their reward to recognize four years on honor roll. Hanging from the rearview mirror by ribbons gold and black, medals she has earned for soccer, basketball, track. Time is at a premium with sports and school and cheer and just being elected student council rep this year. But when she makes a promise, it's a bet you can believe her. Jane is someone special and the classic high achiever. And so this busy student with activities galore hurries to the food bank toward just one commitment more. Running in the building after reaching the location, Jane prepares to sort and offer yesterday's donation. Cans of soup and vegetables she quick unloads and stacks. Besides some loaves of day-old bread, potatoes bound in sacks. Bags of rice and pinto beans arranged upon the shelves, placed where food bank visitors can freely help themselves. Many of the customers Jane knows and calls by name, regulars who view this place a light in their domain. Single moms who struggle just to feed their hungry brood, the elderly and handicapped, depending on this food. Yet, of all the patrons Jane has come to know and love, one frequenter has touched her heart a warming cut above. Miss Evelyn, who never fails to brighten up her day, like clockwork pulls a rusty wagon here each Saturday. She will fill a dozen bags, each bearing someone's name, 
her clients, as she calls them, whose well-being she has claimed. Never failing to provide her laughter or smile, this little sainted woman moves with purpose up the aisle. Miss Evelyn! Jane calls to her, a grin upon her face. She rushes to experience a genuine embrace. Jane, my dear, Miss Evelyn, quite pleased, went on to say, Why, child, it seems you only get more lovely every day. How is school, your family? Her question's like a purr. Miss Evelyn is always kind and interested in her. They're all fine, Miss Evelyn, and school, well, it's quite busy. Truth be told, my schedule sometimes leaves me feeling dizzy. Cackling her distinctive laugh, Miss Evelyn replied, <laughs> You're incredible. I don't know how you do it, child. I hope you know we elder ones appreciate you, dear. Why, the highlight of my week is knowing that I'll see you here. Talking with Miss Evelyn made Jane feel ten feet tall. Pointing to the wagon, she said, Going to fill them all? Yes, I should get started. Toward the cart, her finger wags. Would you like to help me choose some food to fill these bags? It would be my pleasure. Jane pronounced with formal charm. Come with me, fine lady. As they sashayed arm in arm. Soon each bag is filled as groceries and supplies are stowed. The wagon fairly groans beneath its quite substantial load. Are you bound to drop them off? Jane asks her special friend. Not just yet. I have one more stop and detail to attend. The Amendola family have a little girl, Marie. Next Wednesday is her birthday, and they're struggling mightily. I've got a little something left out of my pension check. Enough to see that child can have some gladness, I expect. Miss Evelyn, Jane offered, You're so generous and grand. Child, replied Miss Evelyn, We're all doing what we can. With that, she pulled the wagon, lit a smile just like a flame. I'll see you when I see you. You'll be blessed, my darling Jane. That night, up in her bedroom, Jane was occupied in thought, weighing things that talking with Miss Evelyn had wrought. She has so very little, few possessions of her own, and yet she's so joyful in her manner, words, and tone. If anyone rates happiness, she does. Yeah, that's for sure. I know. I'll shop for Evelyn, buy something just for her. Jane hurried to her closet, keen on locating and getting money she had earned last summer made while babysitting. Tomorrow after school, the Latin club and basketball. She gestured with her money. This girl's going to the mall. And that's just what she did. Arriving there late afternoon, the mall dressed up for winter, decorated and festooned. It didn't take her long. She bought a purse with leather strap, warm gloves, a woolen sweater with a matching scarf and cap. It took most of her money, yet she paid in thankful haste. I just can't wait, said Jane, to see that look upon her face. 
Eventually came Saturday, and as she worked her shift, Jane approached Miss Evelyn and gave to her the gift. Tears fell unrestricted as Miss Evelyn unwrapped the purse, the woolen sweater, gloves, and matching scarf and cap. Oh, child, she finally managed. What a thoughtful thing you've done. If ever angels walked the earth, my darling, you are one. Then she said a thing a bit mysterious and coy. You've given me a gift that serves to multiply my joy. Jane didn't catch the meaning, let the comment pass her by. Her focus was the happiness that shone within those eyes. And after hugs and kisses that could well disarm a dragon, Jane said, Now, Miss Evelyn, let's go and fill your wagon. It's been two weeks since Jane has served on Food Bank Saturday. A cold had left her feeling like her throat was filled with hay. Healing up quite nicely, she is happy to be back, helping all the patrons get the groceries that they lack. She ties a linen apron, gives her hair a hearty shake. It's then she sees a thing that makes her do a double take. A woman, name of Betty, who's quite old and handicapped, enters smiling carrying a purse with leather strap. As Jane's complete amazement starts to bubble and unfetter, another woman, Faye, comes in, dressed in a woolen sweater. Following behind is Harriet, someone she loves, and Harriet is sporting quite familiar-looking gloves. Then, topping off the afternoon, Jane gives her head a slap, for Harriet's daughter Lisa wears the scarf with matching cap. Jane cannot believe it. She is turbulent and peeved. Miss Evelyn dispensed with every gift that she'd received. I thought that all my presents really meant something to her. Tears began to well up and her eyes began to blur. Jane wiped off her glistening cheek, upset right to her core. As she did, Miss Evelyn came walking through the door. Putting on a neutral face and swallowing her gall, Jane hurried up the center aisle. Miss Evelyn? She called. Turning toward the calling voice, Miss Evelyn then paused, unknowing it was she who Jane's grim countenance had caused. Jane, my darling girl, now why is that pretty face so long? What's the trouble, child? Please tell Miss Evelyn what's wrong. Jane could not contain herself. She feared that she would bawl. Miss Evelyn, the gifts I gave, you got rid of them all. I thought you really liked them, that they brought you joy and cheer. I just don't understand. She fairly stammered through her tears. Oh, child, replied Miss Evelyn. Now her eyes were a mist. Never have I gotten such extraordinary gifts. Things refined and elegant so rarely come my way, and never have I had the chance to give such things away. Jane's only look is puzzlement, confusion, disarray. 
Miss Evelyn then took her hand and then had this to say. Child, do you remember when you gave those things to me? The special joy you thrilled in, born of generosity, the perfect sense of happiness that filled you through and through? The Lord does that so you will know that He is pleased with you. The priceless gift you gave me? Why, child, I thought you knew. You handed me the very means so I could feel that too. Like the dawn lights up the sky, so Jane's insight unfolded, smiling as her mind renewed, perception now remolded. Giving. Oh, that is the key. Not wealth or things or stuff. If those become the measure, they will never be enough. Joy! It can't be earned. It's an endowment, an award. The thing that makes it all worthwhile. A present from the Lord. Jane nodded at Miss Evelyn, though not a thing was said. It seemed to Jane she knew the words that just ran through her head. Child... She then repeated, Do you truly understand? I do said Jane, quite gratified. You've made me feel his hand. That's fine, declared Miss Evelyn. I couldn't ask for more. They savored an embrace, then gazed together around the store. There were Faye and Betty, each their articles compare, while Harriet and her daughter now know Jesus answers prayers. Miss Evelyn pronounced a phrase, and Jane could barely hear it. Blessed, she distinctly uttered, are the poor in spirit. Standing with Miss Evelyn, Jane feels distinctly awed and finishes the blessing. For theirs is the kingdom of God. My, how God's ways can turn the world on its head. Years ago, while working for World Vision, a Christian relief and development organization. I found myself in a very remote village in Zambia. I was walking with a caregiver, supported and equipped by World Vision, who would visit and assist families in her community affected by HIV AIDS. We were on our way to look in on one of her clients, Vivian. As we approached her house, Vivian appeared in the doorway and raced our direction to embrace her caregiver. Even though she was desperately poor, Vivian had to be one of the most joyful people I have ever met. After exchanging greetings, the caregiver asked her, Dear, did you eat today? Vivian was silent for a moment and then said, No. Then she put on the brightest smile I have ever seen and stated, but God will provide. I found myself thinking, here I am, a person of faith and a representative from the largest Christian relief agency in the world, thinking that I am bringing faith and hope to this woman, and I have never had to believe God for my next meal. My entire viewpoint changed in that moment. Vivian was poor in material things, but wealthy beyond measure in faith. 
the kingdom of heaven was assuredly hers. I've never forgotten that lesson, or Vivian. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Indeed. We hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Miss Evelyn's Joy was written and narrated by Dana Buck. Additional voices were provided by Ruth Mawasi, Fiona Williams, and Terry Williams. Devotional thoughts were narrated by Kim Pratt, and this episode was produced by Beneath Blue Skies Productions. So Powerful Parables is a ministry of So Powerful, a nonprofit organization dedicated to empowering women and girls and combating extreme poverty in the African country of Zambia. To find out more, visit our website at sopowerful.org. Also, check out our books, So Powerful Parables and We Are So Powerful, both available on Amazon. All proceeds from the sale of these books go to support the work of our ministry. And finally, check out our other podcast, The So Powerful Podcast, featuring interviews with those who have been touched by this special organization. Until next time, may your life always be filled with beautiful rhymes. <laughs>